Salutations, Scoob Believer. Do you have a dream of becoming an entrepreneur, but don't know where to start or even what to do? Where can I gather information quickly about what's in my zone of genius? Don't worry, Scoob Believers. I got you covered. Go to tuepodcast.net backslash AI prompt and check out an amazing set of AI prompts that will give you ideas, information, and articles to help you get across that start line. Once again, go to tuepodcast.net backslash AI prompt to get you started now. Good luck, Scoob Believer. Hello there, Scoob Believer. Hey, if you're anything like me, I am just so tired of going from screen to screen to screen trying to figure out my analytics for all of my social medias and trying to figure out where I can put any and all my energies to get as much reach as I can. Well, I think I've finally found the solution. Elementary analytics. That's right. Elementary analytics. Now at a single press of a button, I can see all my social media analytics from Google to Twitter to Facebook, all my important information all on one screen, all on one screen. Can you believe it? And if you really needed to, you could print charts for any possible meetings you might have. If you want to learn more about this amazing program, go to tuepodcast.net backslash EA for a 14-day free trial with no credit card needed. That's tuepodcast.net backslash EA for a 14-day free trial. Try it right now and see what it can do for you. Undiscovered Entrepreneur, doing it live on number 45, episode 45. To the Undiscovered Entrepreneur, the podcast where brand new entrepreneurs come to life and could quite possibly be discovered. Join me, DJ Scoob, and the rest of the Scoob Believers as we help these new businesses become a reality. And now, away we go! Hello, Scoob Believers, and welcome to another edition of The Undiscovered Entrepreneur with me, DJ Scoob. <laughs> Coming at you on whatever device you happen to be listening on. All right, today's episode has been fantastic. I've been really looking forward to put this out, and this is with Greg. Now, Greg has a brand new CRM uh, product that he has put out for you called Next Era Office. And it's fantastic. Uh, I can't wait to show it to you, but I want to make sure we uh, kind of get to uh, Greg first there. So let's go ahead and go right into the interview with Greg. Scoop Believers, and we are here again with our very next entrepreneur. We're here with Greg. Hey, Greg, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing today? Fantastic, Greg. Thank you so, so much for joining us on Undiscovered Entrepreneur. Now I have a really kind of serious question to ask you. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Are you a Scoop Believer? Oh, I am a Scoop Believer. All right. Thanks, Greg. Thank you. We have our next Scoop Believer, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much, Greg. All right, oh, Greg, so... Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so if you could just tell me a little bit about what you do, what your entrepreneur venture is, how long you've been doing it, and of course, a little bit about yourself. 
Sounds good. So I I started a product called NextJar Office. It's an online business management CRM type of system. You know, it has the basic CRM system that basically all companies and people need keep track of contacts and clients and stuff like that. But I've done a lot as far as like asset management, doing invoicing, keep tracking company bills. I'm venturing out into online forms and some workflow processing. So that's my current venture. I've been developing it for a little under two years. Um, It's been public for about six to nine months, something like that. I haven't done a lot of marketing yet. To me, it's not quite a completely finished product. I don't think it'll ever be a completely finished product. I always find stuff I want to add to it. Um, But that's my current venture here is this online business management software. Um, I've been doing software development for about 30 years. Ever since I was a little kid, my dad brought home an IBM clone computer back uh, in the days, you yes. know, when DOS was just first coming out. Um, and I picked up programming. I kind of just had a knack for it. And I always did. So as a kid, I picked up programming. I went through programming and I've just been doing it ever since. It's really kind of my artwork. I love programming. If I could choose anything to do, it would be make a program or, you know, at least write some source code or something like that. Awesome. So you've had, you've been doing it for quite some time. Sounds like it's been your, it's been your niche ever since you were a little one. Yes. Yes. And I've tried different markets. Um, You know, I did a lot of kind of conversion software, stuff like that. My professional career is I do document management solutions um, a lot for like small government and stuff like that, where they keep track of all their records and forms and scanning documents and stuff like that. So I started off doing things related to that, converting files, OCRing files, reading information off of it. So that's really kind of given me a foundation to build this new product is going off of what I've learned with that and what I've seen with other companies and businesses, what they've struggled with or what they've wanted, you know, wish that they could have things like asset management and, you know, just keeping track of time sometimes is very difficult for companies. Yeah, absolutely. Keeping track of everybody's time when you have, especially when you have employees and things like that, you got to make sure that clocked in the clock outs are all on time and things like that. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's nothing wrong with putting out something that's not completely 100% finished. Um, that's definitely something that kind of sticks out to me when you're talking. Having that smallest vial pro product and then building off of that later to make sure everything's working properly and then adding new things. At least it gets your name and market, gets your name out there into the market. And as you things grow, you realize, oh, I can use this. Oh, I can use that. Instead of putting all these wonderful things all smashed together and then it's something might happen where you have to start over again, where you can just do it little by little at a time and grow as time goes on and then add the, um, add things. So, mm-hmm. and marketing is tough. Marketing has been tough for just about anybody that I've talked to so far in uh, my podcast. Um, but it's definitely doable. We're actually doing a little marketing for you right now on the podcast. I'm going yeah, to get that's, you out there. So <laughs> that's definitely it. Yeah, I'm not, you know, I'm not a big marketer. I could sell people, I guess, it once I interact with them. I usually, you know, I'm knowledgeable about what I do and my product and stuff like that. So once I get into the conversation, it usually goes very smooth. But to actually get that person in front of you to start talking about it, I very much struggle with on that part. So that's been a lot of learning, um, you know, 
primarily what I've been learning over the last like four months or so is all about marketing, how to try to get your name out there, how to get people interested, how to create content that kind of captures people and makes them, you know, want to learn more about it. So that's kind of been my little four month project there is learning that I still have plenty to learn, um, trying to make videos and tutorials and intros and ads and all that stuff that I've never really done before. So, Greg, uh, as, since you've only been doing this for a short while, in that four-month span that you've been learning marketing, what's been the most profound thing you've learned so far? Um, don't write stuff how I would think I would want to write it. You know, I'm a very technical person, so I like to get kind of right to the point and say, you know, this is how this is fixed by this. And that's not how you market. You, you know, you really kind of go out there and you – kind of feed them, I guess, something to get them interested, but you don't really technically like describe it all. So, or get into the details of it, you'll lose them and they won't really be interested at that point. So learning that kind of change in conversation or writing has been a lot of what I've been learning. All right. That's some, actually, believe it or not, that's some fantastic information. A lot of people are in the same boat as you where they think they need to do one thing, but in actuality, they really need to think about what the market wants in your mm-hmm. product or in your wording or anything else for that matter. So that's really good. All right. So uh, you gave me a little bit of background on what you do, but can you kind of tell me what made you start this CRM uh program that you got going. I mean, what was the catalyst that really made that take off? So I, you know, I've been working in this kind of industry for my entire life for the most part. And I've worked with a lot of different CRMs, things like, you know, I don't want to name drop, but things like Zoho and stuff like that. And there's a lot of nice tools out there, but a lot of them are really kind of cumbersome to go through, you know, pieces are all over the place. Things aren't really tied together. You know, you pull up a company and you can't really see all the bills or invoices or service contracts directly related to them. You have to go somewhere else to try to find that a lot of times. Um, So with that, I've tried to build something that's a lot more integrated across the board. Um, You know, you have a company and under that company, you have people and under that, those people, you might have like members, family members, maybe, or sub-employees, and you want to be able to bring up all the bills that that company's had, all the service contracts that they've all had. So bringing that all into one place that you could go to and easily access, but not have to spend months and months and months developing the system. You know, there's a lot of software out there, um, PeopleSoft, and um, what's that big one right now? I'm trying to think of, but you have these and they have, you know, they offer everything and you could get in there and you could do everything, but it takes a program, you know, you have to go out and hire some other programmer to basically set it up for you. And it's going to take them four months to six months to kind of get off the ground to start going just to get these basics kind of going. So I tried to make more of an out of the box type of system where you could go there and you could customize things, but just to get started, you could get started in a matter of minutes. You sign up, you could start entering records. You don't have to like build out screens or build out sub records as custom views and things like that, that a lot of these other enterprise type of systems have built. 
So that really makes it difficult for small businesses, you know, sole prop stuff like that to kind of get started is they go and they look at it and they go, oh, you know, I could get this started, but then how the heck do I even get this set up? It's going to take me four months just to get like a knowledge base set up where, you know, with next our office, you could go and basically get started right now. And, you know, you might have to build out some content or maybe change some of the options you want. You know, it comes with the standard options like status values. Maybe you have custom status values or custom categories, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that, you know, a lot of it I've noticed is the security aspect of it gets pretty cumbersome. Also, you know, you have five employees, you want two employees to be able to access your banking information and you don't want the rest. Well, a lot of them make it very difficult to go through and try to manage all this security and how do I set up permissions across boards and things like that. Or, you know, I want to take this group of records and I want it accessible to this group of people, but I don't want this one, you know, and a lot of that takes a lot of brains to kind of get into. So I try to make that very easy with kind of simple category based systems. You know, you have a category, you assign permissions on that category and voila, you, you know, you don't have to like go through all this kind of custom stuff to try to figure out how to get your security working. So I've tried to make a enterprise class product, not requiring enterprise class developers to get started. Right. That's great. You know, being able to integrate all that into one system is really amazing. Um, I don't know if you got a chance to listen to my episode two. My episode two is with Philip Hughes, who did something very similar. He took uh, an analytic program and was able to get all his analytics on all the social medias on one platform to be visually see just all in one shot. You're doing something like that, but I think you're taking it to just a different level, uh, not just integrating you know, one thing, but integrating a lot of things to, into that CRM so you can have a great product. And keeping it simple, that is profound to be able to do that, especially something that sounds very difficult and complicated, definitely to me. Um, but, I mean, it goes into one of my favorite acronyms is key, uh, KISS, K-I-S-S, keep it mm-hmm. simple, stupid. Yeah, <laughs> I live off of that. Because yes, I, I am that last S sometimes. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, being able to keep it simple, people will be able to understand your product better and want to kind of be work with that particular product because it's easy. It's simple. They don't have to do a bunch of extra steps. They don't have to do a bunch of extra programming to get what your program does. So and people will pay to, to have a simple product. They'll pay more to have a product that's simple and understandable. So make sure you keep that in mind when you when you are selling your product and you get a price out there for yourself, okay? Yeah, and kind of going off of that, one thing I've noticed a lot, you know, this has really changed over the last five years, um, is you kind of have lost a lot of that one-on-one customer service with people. Mm-hmm. You know, when I started with this stuff, we would sell a product. We would go on site and set it up and train them and have meetings with them and discuss it with them and stuff like that. And you lose a lot of that. Now you don't really have that. You maybe have a bulletin board or a forum and you go and you ask questions or, but there's nobody really to call. So one of the big emphasis I'm going to have kind of going forward on this is going into more of like a reseller onboarding type of system where, you know, I'm not really going to try to look for the end users 
to market to as much as I'm going to be looking for an integrator to market to. That way, there's somebody there for the customer to have, to talk to, to call, who will be on site, who will you know, make it for them. And that seems to be something that we've really have lost a lot of it's over the last, like I said, five years or 10 years with this is people have just kind of started making products and just putting it out there and expecting the person to know what they're doing, you know, and not giving them that one-on-one, which everybody loves. Everybody wants somebody who's, you know, not just like a vendor, but somebody who's there as an information source for them, as a help for them. Absolutely. We, we kind of miss as humans, that human to human contact, you know, mm-hmm. that, that one-on-one contact, we miss that. Some, some of us even pay to have that, but <laughs> at, at the same time, we, we want to have that in our, in our entrepreneur adventures, just so we know we can make it that difference to that one person, mm-hmm. as, especially when it comes to your product and that people, those people will tell their friends, Hey, you know, this was great information. This is a great product. I got one-on-one, you know, one-on-one information from them. Let's talk about it. So that's great. That's a lot of good stuff. So uh, I know you've been doing this for a little while, and I know the current product has only been six months. But what are some of the pitfalls and problems you've encountered over over this amount of time? I mean, is there anything that kind of sticks out? Um, trying to think of some problems i guess i mean there's always some problems um you know things come up i I don't know if i could really say that there's been too many major pitfalls um you know it's been slow going through you know my biggest pitfall is just that i'm not really a marketer so to try to get my name out there has been really tough um the market's pretty saturated you could find probably hundreds of CRM products out there. So that's difficult to kind of get past is, you know, a lot of people do a search, they'll search for CRM and there's 20,000 results that show up and everybody has them. And, you know, a lot of them look very, very beautiful. You know, they're all fancy and stuff, but they're very limited on what they do. They'll only do this one thing. So, you know, I mean, not trying to drop any names or anything, but you may find one that's for like client scheduling and you set up a form and you do scheduling and it lets you do scheduling. It looks wonderful. It's beautiful. It's all fancy and it has moving graphics and stuff like that, but that's all it really does where at that point, the customers, you know, the users, okay, well I got scheduling, but how then do I like keep track of this person or what happens when they actually become a client or a vendor, you know, how do I then kind of merge that information over and keep track of it? So, you know, getting past trying to get those, you know, very fancy graphic ones that just do one thing and getting past that to, you know, introduce somebody to something that does more, more than just that one thing. Maybe it's not as wonderfully graphic and stuff like that, but it gives you a lot more features. I guess that would be a pitfall that I've been trying to fight through. Yeah, yeah. No, those are those are actually pretty common. Um, the satur- market saturation is actually quite common, but the good thing is when you have market saturation, that could be considered a good thing too because that means somebody out there is succeeding at what you're doing which means you have the possibility of succeeding yourself Mm -hmm. so i mean 
there there are good sides and bad sides to a market saturation. I always kind of count it as a plus. So, but to kind of weed your way through that saturation, you really have to kind of niche down a little bit and ask yourself what is different that you do that everybody else is not doing. And you're actually doing that in your construction of your of your CRM. You're you're making it simple. And once it's simple, people are going to come want to come to because they're going to see all these flashy, flashy and all this other stuff. But they're going to see something that they can understand that they can easily get through. So even though this market is saturated a little bit, it's definitely, I think, in your case, um, something that could be a positive. Yeah. And I mean, it's not like an oversaturation where I'm going to be worried that there's not, you know, the market out there because it's a huge market you know, CRM, business management software, or ERP systems, whatever they kind of want to call them. There's a variety of these different things that I kind of go across. I mean, it's a huge market. We're talking probably $30, $40 billion by the end of the year type of market. So there's a lot of potential there. Um, And every company has some sort of CRM. Usually they have three or four products that they kind of jump between for, you know, doing this. They have one for scheduling, one for employee management, they have their CRM, and then they have their help desk software, you know, and it's all different things. And maybe if they've been able to find like third-party integrations or some custom developer to tie them all together a little bit, but it's a huge market that, you know, I, I try to cover a lot of. Right, exactly. And it sounds like you're doing it. I mean, we're, we're moving along there and you're making great progress and you do have the smallest viable product out there that you're going to build off of later on. So that's at least you're out there somewhere. And a lot mm-hmm. of people don't even make that first step. A lot of people are afraid of that first step because the market is saturated. So it sounds like you're finally taking that first step in this particular product and taking all of the knowledge that you've put it together up to this point and kind of culminating into this product. And that's a good thing. That's a really good thing. Yeah, now that I you know have it, because for my, myself, one of my bad habits, I guess, is I usually will develop and then I'll think about it afterwards. Um, you know, it just kind of comes together. I have like pictures in my head of what I want it to look like and stuff like that. So I'll start doing it. But then after the fact, I'll start thinking of more of kind of the business side of it. Um, so one thing that I've done over the last kind of two months or something like that is really spent time building my business plan and the details of it. Because, you know, I have an idea, I have a picture, but the step, you know, the little steps that you have to go through in order to truly do it, you you have to kind of do a business plan, whether you release that or not, but it gives you a, you know, a blueprint to follow. What am I going to do? And I don't get too lost out into the weeds, you know, trying to do this and forget that I need to do this. Yeah. Yeah. That happens to me a lot too. When I get an idea that I want to go do this over here and oh, wait a minute, I got to do this over here. And just because they kind of, they kind of whiffle around and, and you want to, it's kind of like, what do you call it? Squirrel syndrome. Where mm-hmm. you want to do a brand of things. Yeah. You, know what? Yeah. <laughs> you know what might be able to help you out though. And um, I don't know if you know who Pat Flynn is by chance. I, no, it doesn't sound familiar, but okay. I'm also really, really, really bad with names. That no, that doesn't really help my sales portion. <laughs> I'm horrible with names, though. That's okay. So um, Pat Flynn is a gentleman that I follow pretty closely, and he wrote a book called Will It Fly? And this book will give you a blueprint of how to put businesses together 
and make sure that they're uh, capable before you actually spend extra money and time on it. And that gives a great blueprint of how to do exactly what you're trying to do. Um, kind of make steps and uh, and how to start a business and how to continue it and how to make it viable. So I would definitely okay. suggest looking into that book. I do suggest the audio book because he actually he adds some things in the audio that the original book doesn't have. So that's kind of cool. Okay. Uh, but I think that would help you out. I'll send you a picture of the book so you can see um, what it looks like. And if anybody wants to look at the book, it is uh, available on my website in the resources page. All right. I'll definitely check it out. Lots of reading. Yes. So uh, I, you've been doing this for a while, but do you have any major influences or somebody you look up to or somebody that kind of helps you push you forward and accomplish what you want to accomplish. Do you have any like mentors or anybody like that, that you could maybe talk about? Not really, honestly, you know, the person I look forward up to the most right now is probably Elon Musk, just because I like where he's going with technology. You know, I'm very much a nerd. A lot of people call me nerd. I try not to be a nerd, but I'm a nerd. You know, Star Trek, Star Wars, whatever. We should have flying cars. Where's the Jetsons, you know? So in going after it, and, you know, I do a lot of reading, a lot of science stuff. I I like to read, you know, not huge. I won't really get a novel, but I've read many, many, many articles just about random stuff just to kind of learn. Um, so some of the things he's done to kind of drive what his vision is, you know, I really look up to that for like my industry and stuff. I don't know if I really have anybody I truly really look up to. You know, I try to challenge myself. Um, you know, my key is, am I doing better than what I did yesterday? Am I, you know, pushing myself, um, do I feel like I'm accomplishing what I want to do? is really where I go more than really looking up to other people because looking up to other people, I mean, there's great people, there's bad people and there's great people in bad spots and there's bad people in great spots. So, you know, I don't really know if I have a role model, Uh, you know, maybe I have a couple, like my dad's a firefighter. So he's always been kind of a role model, you know, Um, but out there, you know, for, actors or actresses or large company owners or some, I've never really been a role model type of person. I try to be my own role model. That's actually a good thing. I mean, when you're going through your entrepreneur adventure, instead of kind of looking up and trying to get to where somebody else is at, compare yourself to yourself, compare yourself to yourself last week, compare yourself to yourself last month, whatever it takes, you know, that way you can see that you're actually making that progress that you're going forward with your entrepreneur adventures and things of that nature. So that's actually a good thing. Uh, Elon Musk has been mentioned several times in my podcast. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and he's, he's, he's definitely a gentleman to look towards for the future. That's for, that's for sure. Yeah. And the main thing that I like about it is, you know, what I look up to is he's doing it what he thinks and he keeps going that way. He's not really listening to other people saying, Oh, you can't do this or, Oh, you can't do that. You know, he has a vision that he's painted and he's pushing towards it. And I, I like that a lot. You know, people should push towards their vision. Absolutely. I, I agree with you hundred percent. 
Okay, so you've you've been doing this for a while, and you've you've come this far. But when will you know you've made it? When would you think you've gotten to that point where you say, I, "This is exactly where I was looking for. This is where exactly where I what I want to be, and where I want to be." Can you kind of describe that to me? So right now, you know, my current where where I'm at now is I have you know a full time job. I do systems engineering development and stuff like that. So once I get out of that and I don't need that anymore, and I could focus and dedicate my time completely on my business um, and be able to afford you know my bills and all that stuff just strictly off of that, I think that's when I won't say I'm there, but I'm on the path. You know, I've really been able to start going and, you know, the future stuff, granted, everybody wants to be rich. I wouldn't say that once I become multi-billionaire, I'll be like, oh, that's where I want to be because I'm not necessarily into it just for the money. Granted, I want to be able to afford stuff and not have to worry about money, but I'm not in it just for the money. I'm in it because I love programming and I love making systems that work and helping people and, you know, giving them something that's easy and does what they need. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. A lot of people, excuse me, a lot of people will count that as like a money thing, but guys like us, we don't, we want to be comfortable. We don't want to be like filthy rich and just not have like anything like that. I would just rather be comfortable and help as many people as possible with, with whatever uh, knowledge that we have, mm-hmm. you know, and that sounds like that's where you're kind of going with it. So it's not really a made it thing. It's I've made it here and here's my next step. And then I've made it there and here's my next step. And it's just kind of an ongoing thing. Yeah. All right. That's awesome. That's kind of what I do too. I mean, I want somebody to be able to say, Hey, thank you, DJ scoop for, for helping me with whatever it is and making a difference in my life, but I still want to move on and keep going. So that's awesome. Yeah. So for example, let's just, let's throw this little example out for you. If you were to meet somebody like on the street or, you know, walking or whatever, and they say in conversation that they wouldn't have a similar adventure as you, a similar entrepreneur adventure as you, what would you tell them to do? What kind of steps would you have them take? I, the first thing, and I, I really wish I did this more or listened to when I was younger, is network. You know, networking to me seems like the secret ingredient to just about anything. Um, you know, you might have the skills, but without the network, you don't have the resources to push it because nobody has all the skills. You know, nobody's great at everything or has the time. You know, maybe even if you are great at everything, you just don't have the time to do it all. Or if you do, you're not doing it good. So networking is always the first thing that, you know, I think is probably the most important is even if it's not business related, just having the resources and the information and somebody to exchange, you know, back and forth ideas with and get a different perspective on it, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I think that's the most important thing right there is having that network to work with. I agree with you 100%. When I started my entrepreneur adventure way back when I wanted to be a, a karaoke DJ and a music DJ, I had no network at all. I had nobody I was able to talk to. And even trying to get out, it was really difficult to me to figure out how to, you know, even talk to anybody about what I wanted to do. But once I started podcasting, 
I actually figured out how to get into a podcasting network and things just blew up for me. I started learning even more quickly and understanding how things work. So networking is definitely a top priority when starting an entrepreneur adventure. Get out there and talk to other people that are doing the same thing that you're doing. You're not competition for them. They generally want to help you and help you yeah. learn what you need to do. And there, and there's nothing wrong with competition. You know, I, I'm fairly big into uh, soccer. You know, I do a lot of soccer. I was a coach, a soccer coach for my kids while they were growing up and stuff like that. I've also coached a couple other teams to help out with our soccer clubs here. Um, and with that, you know, I've always kind of strived that, you know, a friendly competition is great. You want friendly competition. You know, you might be enemies on the field, but you should be friends afterwards. Um, you need that to make yourself better. You know, out of anything else, if you don't have competition, you're just going to sit there and kind of tread water and never push yourself. So you need that competition and it helps everybody involved. Absolutely. And that's what really drives us forward to continue getting ourselves better is that friendly competition. Mm hmm. All right. That's a good answer. I love that. Thank you so much, Greg. Okay. So here's a different question. I like asking this one. And I think this will pertain really good to you. If I was looking for a CRM program, just, just say, and I'm looking at your program, I, I find it, but I'm looking at other two programs that have the same price, the same kind of programming and, and what I need it to do, what would actually set your program apart from everybody else's? Um, I mean, that kind of depends on some of the programs out there. The two things that hopefully kind of set me apart, you know, there's two different scopes of these. There's the ones that have the systems that are easy to use and you could go and you could hit start and you could go, but they only do one thing. And they don't really give you a lot of resources to do anything with that. They, you know, have maybe a help topic, but that's really about it. Where I'm trying to go into videos, tutorials. Also on it, I'm working on like a wizard-based configuration thing where you go in there and you go, hey, I want to get started with online scheduling. So you go and you say, let's start with online scheduling. And it's going to walk you step by step you know, screen by screen, this is how you do it. This is what you want to do to get it set up. And a lot of the smaller products are really, they don't have that kind of uh, information to you. They don't, you know, they just take you there. They maybe give you a help topic to talk about, and that's all they really give you. So that's the one spectrum that, you know, I set a little side different than that one. The other spectrum is kind of the opposite side where they have everything. They have YouTube videos, they have, you know, classrooms, they have training classes, all sorts of stuff, but you need all that just to even get started. Um, So to kind of offset that, you don't need that to get started. It's there and you have the options, but I give you a model to start with. So you're hitting the ground running, not hitting the ground, going to school. Um, so I try to find a good little mix between the both. And I think that's really what sets me apart over a lot of these other ones is, you know, you have something that's either really fancy and simple and that's all it does, or you have something super complex, does everything, but you have to be a genius to figure it out. You don't really have something in the easy spot where 
you just get started. You could go, you don't need to be a genius to get it set up. But then if you want to actually add to it, you can, yeah. and you could customize it almost however you want. All right. That's dead. Uh, I'm sold. I'll take it. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, have finding that happy medium between uh, learning the process and just going with what you need to, to you can continue on with what you need to accomplish. That's a, uh, that's good to have. I mean, and I, I find that too, where it's either so simple that it's like, it only does one thing. I could see that, but then having like to take a, like a four month course just to be able to use the program. That's a whole nother. I wouldn't even bother with that. That's just way too much out there. So I would definitely just shut that one off. So having the happy medium between the two is definitely a good way to go. Yeah, it is. It is a struggle to keep in that happy medium though, because you want to make sure you give your users the option to, you know, go that advanced out there, but you can't make it that advanced to start with. So you kind of have to give them a template that's easy to use, but still give them some of those hidden little treasures that let them do the really advanced stuff to, you know, make yourself more viable on larger corporations or just interacting between different systems because almost no company is just going to pick one system. They have a system, they maybe want a new one that does this one thing. And a lot of companies do that and they just kind of pick that system. They go with it. So, you know, trying to get your foot in the door to the company with that one system and then giving them the option of, Hey, you know, we also do this. You could expand on this just, right now by going here and clicking on this to get started type of thing. That's good. Giving somebody the option to continue on with the education of the program, if they choose to, that's a good thing. That way, if I decide, Hey, I want to go more advanced with this. Maybe I do want to take a quick course or whatever to understand how this more advanced thing work. And I can advance my entrepreneur adventure after that. So Mm -hmm. that's a, that's definitely a great option to be able to do. Okay, so here we go. My favorite question, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you're ready for this, Greg. Uh, let's see. All right. So what is the one question you wish I would have asked you, but I didn't? Because I always miss one really good question. I have something that goes, oh, I really wish he would have asked me. I was ready for this question. He never asked it. What is that one question, Greg? Um, I guess what maybe what's your six-month goal? I you guess. Know what, you know what's funny? Is uh, that's actually my next question. <laughs> can, can you can think of another one for me so I don't? <laughs> um, I I don't know if I could really come up with a good question for you. You know, you've hit a lot of things, um, and I'm kind of new to this game a little bit. You know, the this part of it, so I don't know really what kind of questions to ask myself um yeah i'm kind of struggling on that for you i'm oh, that's sorry okay. sometimes my my questions kind of like cover everything so <laughs> <laughs> We're, we'll go ahead and skip that one for you but i would like to hear your your six month goal because you know what i'd like to do here is in six months i want to have another conversation with you okay. and see if you've actually hit those six months goals so what goals do you have for yourself in the next six months my my current six month goal, um, you know, I have some minor things to do to the website and stuff like that. But my main goal is to find or be able to get 
an actual employee to do the onboarding stuff, the sales part. Like I said at the beginning, you know, one of the things that I think is missing a lot is the whole human interaction, the one-on-one personalization of it, having that resource there to be like, oh, hey, you know, I want to do this. You don't need the, you don't want your client to have to go to a six-month class to get a simple question, you know, question and answer or get something really set up. So to have someone to do kind of the onboarding sales stuff, you know, demo from, you know, setting up a demo, maybe it's an existing customer, maybe it's a new one that reached out and says, hey, can we see this to kind of take them through that and get them set up. So having someone in that position is what my current six month goal is. All right. That's a good one to have. And to be able to take that off your plate and have somebody else take care of that would definitely be a stress reliever for you, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll free up my time to do the stuff I want to do, right? Exactly. Because you want to work on your business, not in your business, right? Mm-hmm. Correct. All right. So, yeah, we're going to follow up with you in six months, see if you were actually able to make that hire. Okay. Is that going to be okay with you? That sounds great. All right. Now, um, let's go ahead and do this. If anyone wants to get a hold of your product, your services, or yourself, uh, how do they do that? Go ahead. This is your time to shine, Greg. So let's let's hear it. All right. Well, so nextaroffice.com. You could go online. We also have Facebook. We have Instagram. I'm more than happy to answer questions on any way you want to contact me. We have a contact form right there on Office or from our Facebook page. Send me a message. Let me know. I'd love to do a demo or just even talk about it and how it could help your business. So www.nexteraoffice.com. All right. And if anybody wants to get that, uh, it'll be in the show notes. It'll be just a click and there it is. So uh, if anybody wants to get a hold of Greg that way, uh, you're more than welcome to do that. Greg, thank you so much for being the Undiscovered Entrepreneur. This was a fantastic interview. I had a blast. Oh, no. Thank you. I did, too. So right. thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Stay tuned for the wrap up. Thank you, Scoop Believers. Have a great day. Right, ladies and gentlemen, that was Greg. What a great product that he's put out. Uh, it's just so good to see something so simple that we could actually kind of get into it and use it to whatever we need to use it for. I love having that kind of all-in-one product kind of feel. It helps us save time, monies, energies that we could put into other things in our entrepreneur adventure. And I love the fact that he's kept the human touch in his business. And I like that he talked about how we still can actually have that in our entrepreneurial ventures where it doesn't everything doesn't have to be automated all the time. We could still have that human touch. And I think that's what really puts, I don't know, put makes things different than everything that's out there right now. So you could definitely look for Greg's product, which is Next Era Office, in the show notes. So if you go down there, click on the link and see what, uh, what Greg's product, Next Era Office, can do for you. All right, so a little bit more about what I'm doing and what's been going on with me. Um, one of the things I've really been working really hard on lately is my box, my 
entrepreneurship in a box that I'm going to be using to help other people get started in their entrepreneur adventure. So just a little update what's going on. I have a, a box that I'm trying to put together here to help people start an entrepreneur adventure and everything that you need, uh, all the major stuff that you need is inside this box. So I'm going to have products in there. I'm going to have uh things to help you with your mindset, all kinds of great things in there. So keep an eye out for that, and I'll keep you updated on how things are going there. Also, I want to just kind of announce my next group coaching that I'm having inside of Numospect on June 13th, 2023. If you would like to join in on that group coaching with me, DJ Scoob, join Numospect community. Go to tuepodcast.net backslash lab, and we can actually get you in on that. Uh, you get some time for free, so you know, if you want to join me in this uh, group coaching that I'm putting together, look into joining Numospec. Join me in that group coaching. Okay, and also starting to raise money to go to PodFest. This is something I'm really looking forward to this year. I really want to go to PodFest this year. And this is uh, going to be PodFest is in uh, January uh, this year. So I want to kind of start raising money a little bit. So uh I'm trying to put some products together to sell. If you just want to help me to uh, get to PodFest, please go to my website, which is uepodcast.net. There's a up there, be a contributor. Click on that. I have a, lots of ways that you can contribute. I also have a Patreon that I also put behind the scenes um, content in there. So if you want to see that, I do have that in there. Uh, great things there. So please, if you really want to help out, and anything for me, this is the one thing I really want to just ask. And I know I don't do too much asking for myself, but I really want to make it to PodFest this year. So please contribute something to help me get there. Also, uh, a new announcement here. I am actually starting to work on my next solo episode. So I have a solo episode that I'm starting to map out like I did the last time. I'm really looking forward to putting this out. Some great information there. Uh, stay tuned, subscribe, so I can keep you updated on this new uh, solo episode that I got coming up. All right, everybody, thank you so much for joining me on The Undiscovered Entrepreneur, and I will see you next week with a coaching. Thank you, everybody. Bye-bye. <laughs>